woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World Walkers! What's up, everybody? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. Usually I take the time to do a recap here, but there's a quick one in the beginning of the episode. Right now, I want to do something a little different. You're going to hear a number of times where the group forgets really weird stuff. They might forget story elements that seem pretty basic. Sometimes someone forgets a rule that seems really simple. Every now and then they're going to ask a question and you're going to go, what's up with that? They knew that last episode. It's only a week for most of you, but there's about a three-month gap for the players. In between the last episode and this one, I had a seizure that put me in the hospital. That seizure is what helped me discover that I had cancer. From there, I found the care I needed, I went into surgery, I took a break, and I went into recovery. This all happened back between December of 2017 and February of 2018. I have a bit of a buffer when it comes to recordings, and we're just now getting into the February recordings. For the record, everything's going well, I'm on cancer medication, I'm happy with my progress, and because of the success of the podcast and all of you, I'm in the best place I can be. I can't thank you all enough for all you do, and I'm thankful every day for all of you. I'm a pretty open book. If you guys want to know what's going on with me, hit me up. You can hit me up on Twitter at WorldWalkersPod. Um, if you're on our Discord, hit me up on a message. Um, I'm happy to talk about whatever's going on with me. I just don't want to kind of bogged down this particular part with tons of information on how it's going. But rest assured, I'm doing pretty well. My oncologist is pretty happy with me. Um, yeah, everything's going all right. So don't don't worry too much about me. But I did want to kind of give some context about what's going on with this episode. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you all a heads up that there may be some weirdness as the group gets back together. Uh, though there is a point where Enzo tries to figure out which die is the D20. I don't have an excuse for that one. That one's on him. Uh, <laughs> we're also missing Megan on this one. I think at this point she's at a con, but she will be back on the next episode. All right, so let's get into Season 3, Episode 29, World Walkers Fan Fiction. A quick recap, just in case, I think we know all this, but the gist is that you have come to a tower and you are trying to ascend the tower. Uh, you've gone through um, two different rooms. The last room you were in was a bit of a, a, a tough nugget, if you will, because you all got body swapped. Um, at the end, everybody lived and it was great and everyone loved it and commended me on such great design. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> no one was upset. No it was one a real, was upset. It, it was amazing. I looked, it was our Freaky Friday moment. <laughs> I felt like a real Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I was I was with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god! Free cocaine. <laughs> I did have a question from that. Uh, Brummelstone was reading from the book, the spell book the wizard that we defeated had. 
Yeah. Do we still have that? Can I mark it down in inventory for later purposes? So you clutch to that book and you're very excited to pour through its secrets and then un- unravels in silvery threads of silk. I thought that might happen. Yeah, and then it, the, the, it looks like the tower kind of absorbs it and it kind of disappears into the darkness. Pedro absorbed it. <laughs> I feel I feel less bad about killing that guy because it means <laughs> that he wasn't real to begin with. And uh, Vasa has just uh, handed the rapier back to uh, Roberto with angry words. In the last, in, at the end of the last episode, you were like, "Start using this! Stop using the whip!" Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, the whip. Yes. that piece of bullshit. Yeah, good whip. You're not maximing your DPS. <laughs> the room kind of. Uh, dissipates and kind of all the like the rocky formations everything that was in the room kind of just sinks back into the floor and you find yourself in this almost infinite blackness once more and off in the distance there is a door standing there Tompkins looks at the door looks at you guys looks at the door well let's rest <clears throat> let's rest resting is a good idea yeah Tompkins is like maybe like 20 feet away from you walking towards the door and he goes huh oh yeah 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 he kind of scurries back I think we should rest too. Yeah. Oh wait, but did we use like any potions? You're welcome to use them now instead of long resting. No, I mean, I just want to make sure that like. So innocent sounding. I only said that for Jane. Just speed things up. Who says that Jane took a big bite of food? I was like, why don't you just use them all now? (laughs) (laughs) I think we should long rest, but story wise, um. It's really the time we talk about. It's like we use this time to express what it's like to be in someone else's body. And we like really wrap up the moral of the tale of Freaky Friday, you know, where it's just like, I totally understand you now, Tin. Like, I was, I really was judging you from, I couldn't see from your perspective. And please give me a gun, you know, that's kind of. Yes, I I think it's healthiest if we all talk about our experiences. There's a lot to unpack here. What did you see when you were in the other person's body? What do you know about them now? Hmm, Tompkins kind of walks over there and sits next to Brummelstone. Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) That Roberto has been vastly under-damaging. (laughs) Roberto has been more of a mascot than a a (laughs) weapon that he can be. So on... Obrimus, there's this play called Freaky Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Stars, it stars. It's about a a wizard named Friday who switches bodies with a warrior named Freaky. God damn it! Is that spelled F? R-E-Q-I? Yes, uh, Sir Freak. <laughs> Freaky for sure. I guess I, I thought so. I thought as much. It was a lot like that. Perhaps you have not heard of it. Yeah, I guess not, he says. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little rusty at at all this because like, it's been a long time. So I'm just gonna assume that um, Voss is gonna compose some vaguely inspiring speech about how like now that we've <laughs> exchanged bodies, we're even more in tune and we have more investment in each other's souls and we're more family and all this stuff. So everybody just add plus ten to your health. <laughs> Done. Tompkins looks very, very uh, comforted. Yeah, it sounds like you really believe it too, which I think totally. Is it's, it's like yeah, <laughs> I would, I would like pin it at like a eight point five on the Vasa inspiring speech scale. <laughs> That's pretty inspiring. <laughs> this is definitely a three star Yelp review. Which is... <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm sure we all exchange pleasantries. So long rest, everybody um, gets all their hit points back, all your abilities are reset as well. So in my inventory, it says that I have the bag of holding. Did I at some point take it from Ertleby? Maybe when we were trying to get people down from the thing. Like we like put everyone in the bag of holding. Although if anyone would have had it, I thought it would be tin. Yeah, I, I have the bag of holding. Blew. I mean, I trust it. If he says you've got it, you've got it. All right, so you're all rested up. Everything's good to go. Um, Tompkins is the first one awake, and he's kind of adjusting his clothing and looking around, and um, he says, I feel good. I feel good, guys. You all look like you're doing really good, too. Thank you, young man. I just feel like you all came together. I don't know. And he kind of, like, adjusts his face. Maybe I'm just getting proud. I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. (laughs) You helped. Looks confused. Oh. Hmm. Vasa's already looking at the door and being like, uh, what does the door look like? This door looks to be of a finely polished oak. And it stands uh, very tall. Maybe it's like 12 feet tall. And it has, it does not have an actual like a uh, like doorknob. It just has a flat golden panel with runes on it that looks like it's meant to be pushed. Uh, Yeah. I guess if no one opposes Brummelstone, we'll go and push open the door. Vasa will be um, right behind him. And um, yeah, Tompkins kind of comes up and he looks and he, he looks at the room and he goes, ooh, a library. And he looks kind of excited. Yes, books. Yes. <laughs> I bet the books yeah. will try to eat us. And I, <laughs> I guess like, I don't know if it should be assumed, but I would, because I can cast Kill Room and then like put him in a pocket, right? So yeah. it's like, because it's like an action to cast him yeah. or bring him, and then it's like, but it's a free action to call him back. He can like summon him forth, but then like temporarily dismiss him and then bring him back. It's not his actual pocket. Yeah, yeah. He meant yeah, like yeah. pocket dimension or something. I like the idea that it is like I open up the jacket and he just <laughs> crumbles into it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like disassembles into it. Yeah, um, when he says that, do I recognize anything? Like, looking at the runes or anything, is there anything to tell? It's some, you Give me an intelligence check. Okay. Maybe, either that or investigation if you really want to study it. Ooh, which do I have something in? Ooh, investigation, plus six. I'll investigate. I have a 17 to investigation. So it throws you off because, like, he walks up to it and just reads it as if it's a normal language. And um, you walk up there and you, you're studying it. It almost, maybe it almost bothers you that he was like, booyah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're kind of staring at it. And it takes you a little bit, but you do remember you've seen this type of writing before. 
It was on the gravestones of Tomkin's parents back in Elbrimos. Can we identify the writing? Only in that manner that it's the... Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, comprehend languages, and I feel like I've cast it before, and it was a bad move. <laughs> made my mind go to mush for a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know if we could recognize it from anything. Okay. No, you only recognize it in that capacity, that you've seen it before back in Obrimos. I Brumblestone would say, uh, Tompkins, what language is this? What do you mean? I mean, I don't speak it, but it seems familiar. It's... It's common. It's just old common, I guess. <laughs> I like it. It's a different dialect of common. <laughs> o- okay. <laughs> yeah, then it's weird. You can't read it. If no one else is going, he pushes the door open. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm yeah. excited. And he's he's and it's like this a uh, nice uh, wooden staircase with kind of a gold trim along the edges and a golden banister and he's like and he kind of just uh, runs up no 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 Vasari just you- clamps down on his shoulder What's and that? then like in a very sort of like bodyguard way kind of like lets him move forward but also side by side as if she's like ready to like shove him back or something oh well thanks do but, you carry him There's Whitney a- Houston style through the yeah kind of like this is the bodyguard yeah outside of the stairs is it is that a library? It's nothing so far. It's just a, it's like like the 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 walls themselves are old and musty, but the stairs look like beautifully kept wood. Mm. And then there's the gold banister, as if it's trying to keep you from falling off, even though there's a wall there. And and there's also like a golden handrail as well. Um, can we actually? Well, did we find anything significant in the in the library room? We haven't gone to the library yet. The, the stairs are leading to the library. Stairs lead to the library. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. The door denoted it as a library. Yeah. Or at least that's what Tom oh, and that's, said. that's what you couldn't read. Yes. So, oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you had read a book. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Let's... I have read a book. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> you were literate, aren't you? Right? Right? You couldn't read that one word. <laughs> you don't have a brain, do you? <laughs> rude <laughs> but you ascend about five flights of stairs and then uh you reach this kind of it's the same kind of door but it's horizontal like you'd have to like push up as if you're coming through the door by going up like it, it doesn't like it doesn't come up to a normal size door the door is flat and you'll have to come in almost like you're coming into like an attic um what what is tomkin's reaction to this He's looking perplexed, and he's just like, well, why would they build it like this? That doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's a trap, and he takes a few steps back. He gets behind Vasa. Can we check to see if the door is trapped? (laughs) After you, my lady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, Vasa would honestly look to Brummelstone, because Brummelstone's like the intersection of books, traps, and magic. The Venn diagram at the, the middle. Yeah, like he's, he's <laughs> in the center. It's just Brimblestone's head. Doop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can. Can I investigate it first? Yep. The moment you study it, there's a script that kind of etches itself into the wood, and it's one that you don't recognize, but you somehow understand. Okay. And the etching in the wood says, "Do you wish to learn, or do you wish to progress?" Learn. Uh, can everyone else read it? 
No, only you. They can see it. They can see that it etched in. And um, Tompkins looks at it and he goes, hmm, that must be new common. Uh, I can't read that one. Uh, That's like new, new common. I like, I think I understand what's going on here. What's going on here, Brummelstone? So uh, I couldn't read the first door and you can't read the second door. Yeah, it's stupid. I I think it's a magic that lets only one person read the person who's entering or focusing on entering. Huh. What does it say, Brummelstone? Yeah, Brummelstone would repeat it. It asks me if I wishes to learn or progress. And progress, obviously. Learn? What would learn what? We're not here to learn. We're here to get through the tower. What if we learned how to get through the tower? Well, then it should have presented that as an option, not divided it to the two. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. No, that's what Tompkins said. He was like, what if we want to learn how to get through the tower? It's like wishing for more wishes. <laughs> I think it's a temptation. I Tempting think it's a dramatic progress. cue. And if anything has taught me, the dramatic cues here also, are best what, to be followed. <laughs> what's going to prevent us from learning and then progressing? Is it? Well, it pre- it presents both. It presents the two as two separate choices. What if you choose learn and it dumps us into a library where there is no exit? You can spend the rest of your life learning, but you won't progress any forward. I don't think I would like books anymore. <laughs> I find that the only way to progress is to learn more. Perhaps there is a chance to learn more about what we are facing again. That's what I said. I is what you said. I said learn how to get to the tower. You, you did. And as an architect of the tower, I feel like your words might have a little more weight here. No, his these aren't his words. He only Whoa. constructed the shell of the tower. Whoa. Other people put in the magic. Wow. I meant in this, in this, like his words here. There's like learn to progress through the tower. Like I feel like maybe might I have maybe I architect this text. Did you? No. <laughs> there we go. Well, I for one think we should always be learning more about each other. This could be a chance for us to learn and continue to grow closer. I've learned everything I need to learn about a Roberto. <laughs> DPS is not hard enough. Roberto just like kisses his bicep, just like yeah. I like that because you're a forge; they don't technically grow, no matter how strong you. Are. No. And also, your strengths is your weakest asset. <laughs> he flexes he's like here. <laughs> it's like metal grinds. Rusty. Yeah, it's like old and rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Still, in my heart, believe learning. I want to learn. I want to. I just want to know what it is. I don't necessarily want to learn. I just want to know what we're going to learn, possibly. In my world, you focus on the mission, and you don't let curiosity di- uh, divert you from the main path. <sighs> this is a different world. I think we've learned that many times. That if we diverge from the story, I, do you think Vasto is being literal, though? No, but I okay. wanted to play it as so. <laughs> oh. Okay, he takes a step back. I'm sorry, play it out. We are technically still in Rolanis. I would have to agree with a Brummel stone. Well, and then Vasa just says, like, you know, clearly majority opinion prefers to learn, therefore I concede to that. However, 
I I would like to point out for future incidences that an adventure or a great story doesn't necessarily have to always come from taking the secondary path. Sometimes there's nobility and strength to be had in ignoring your temptations, ignoring um, side quests, and just pursuing what we know needs to be done. We're on a timeline. Brahmastone, you pointed out that we are, that time is very limited. Like there is sometimes sacrifice in choosing to progress. But we have chosen to learn. Therefore, I suppose that's what we will choose this time. Well, Tom King's like, I don't, I don't know. He kind of starts walking towards uh, Vasa. He's like, <laughs> Can I change my clothes? Tom King's like, Sure, come on over here. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. See, that was a really convincing argument, Bromo Stone. Um, what do you have to say for that, too, in rebuttal? In rebuttal? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Tomkins is like he's really interested yeah. to see where this goes. Uh, no, I would agree that normally progression is the best, but in this case, it seems to learn what you're up against. I think at all times we found uh, strength there when we talked to the spirit, um, and we could ask any question when we chose to learn about concepts opposed to questions that would lead us to progress. Uh, more knowledge was open to us. More ability to progress was open to us, I believe. So, you know, we gained friendship and trust there. What does that mean? What are you going with this? I, forget. I got lost. You progress by learning. We're in a library. That's what it's set up to do. If this was a door that was not denoted by that, yeah, progress. But you go to a library, you go to a library to learn. You're in a tower of puzzles, you've got to play the game of the puzzles. <laughs> fair fair enough, actually, to that. Yeah. I, so what are we doing? The way Brummelstone would best express it is, like, in a normal situation, yeah, progress. Like, we choose progress when we know we're on the path of progress. Here, it seems like Learning in a library is the the right choice, if that makes sense. Mm, that, yeah. Vasa would nod to that and says, "All right, we're learning." All right, the Brumblestone chooses learn and opens the door. All right, and so as soon as you kind of accept that in your heart, like you decide that you're here for learning, uh, another word etches itself into the wood, uh, and it's the word you can kind of understand immediately is interesting. And then the door opens. Hmm. Curiouser and curious. Curiouser and curious. I, uh, yeah. It says that was an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I guess is it we... like, can you tell if it's like condescending or anything? <laughs> is it, yeah. <laughs> is it italic? Is there, is there, is is there, there a italic? Is there it? asterisks on either side? <laughs> Um, what does uh, what do we see through the door? Yep. So as soon as that door kind of slowly opens, you find yourself staring at an immense and beautiful library. Uh, the floors they look to be of some sort of wood, but they could just as easily be mistaken for gold. And all of the walls are made of shelves. There's no actual walls in this library. That's all different shelves. The ceilings must reach 20, 25 feet tall, and anywhere you want to, you can easily find a ladder 
that kind of rolls over and helps you look through the books. The whole place kind of opens up and you look like you feel like you could easily get lost in here. There are just rows and rows of books. But you haven't gone in yet. I mean, we don't really have a choice, I guess. Yeah. We have to go in, eh? Rumblestone enters. I guess it's We could like... close the door and then give it the other entrance see what happens. Oh, right. Okay, so like if we go in... But I don't know if that'll becomes... seal the door forever. Let's just assume it does. Because I'm just assuming like it's going to be another puzzle. Yeah, I would say that this world has not been kind to uh, redos... So, mm, yeah. I assume yeah. we have to commit to this choice that we've got right. we've chosen with. Yeah, so is it like going up? It yep. Like, like it, yeah, it looks, yeah, it's everything through there looks like it'll be right side, you know, like normal, but you'll have to go up into it to do that. Yeah. Bremel Stone would go up into it. Yeah. You go up into it and it makes you kind of tumble in. <laughs> yeah. Like once you get enough of you into the gravity, it kind of just, <laughs> you kind of roll like a poo bear. I mean, Vasa goes through as well. Yep. Um, you you find yourself pretty able to shift with the gravity. When Tompkins goes in, uh, it doesn't look like it takes him any effort at all, probably because of his the way he used to live back in Mercurius. If you remember, he had the tower that was split through two different ways of gravity. Oh, yeah. So he looks excited. He kind of jumps through and goes... And yes, yes, like the slide, the tickle yeah. slide or something. <laughs> <laughs> tickle He's pillows. He's got that, like, astronaut. Tickle pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, he kind of flips up. Everyone gets through? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the door shuts, it's gone. It's just beautiful golden floor. And you can see there are rows and there are aisles and aisles of books. But straight down the middle of the aisle you're looking at, there seems to be a, a table. And there seems to be some sort of kind of platform on top of it. But from this distance, it's about all you can make out. There's something interesting about the table, but you don't have to go to that. You can start looking through the books if you'd like. Rumblestone might take a chance to glance and see if, like, on the spine, if there's anything he can read. Uh, depending on which way you look, I mean, you can, you can, uh, if you approach a little bit, you can see that these books, just at a glance, looking down one, you see that there are numerous books on the oceans of Rolanus. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, Tompkins is on the ground. And he's just feeling the floors very slowly and awkwardly, just kind of what? What's touching wrong, them. Why, this why is, is beautiful. Oh, these floors are amazing. While oh. he's doing that, Vasa's gonna walk towards the table. Yep. So <clears throat> you make your way down the aisle, and eventually you come to the table. The table is four feet wide, and then it has. What is kind of like a, a small platform that gives way to four slots, and each slot looks uh, kind of like indented, and you can quickly tell you're not sure if it's just you're being informed by something or if you just intuitively know. But each slot looks like it holds a book. There are four different slots, and there's an inscription on this small platform. And it says the story of what would have been. <sighs> okay. Vasa yeah. Vasa turns around <laughs> and she's like Guys, we need to the key are four book the key is gonna be four books. The four books are gonna spell out what I assume may be a timeline of what could have been or or something alternative um 
chain of events. We're going to have to find the four books, and we got to put them in this desk right here. You can read that? Tomkin says he kind of crawls up next to you and looks over there. But you can't? No. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Can Roberto read it and understand nope. it? Mm-mm. Oh. Is Vasa the only one to, that can understand it? Mm-hmm. And then Vasa kind of shoots Brummelstone a dirty look. It was like, learn to <laughs> progress. <laughs> do you ever read the inscription of, like, what could have been? Or do you just say, like, we just need books? <laughs> like, did you say what it said, or did you just explain no, I, what No, you... I said exactly yeah. what I said out loud. That's what I thought, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and if Brummelstone can't read it, then he would just be like, all right, well, I guess that's what we're doing. Hmm. But which books? There's a lot of books here. And then Masa's, uh, Masa would be like, well, I'm assuming it says, like, you know, what What does it say? I forgot already. The story of what would have been. Yeah, so Masa's like, well, it says, you know, like, what would have what would have been? So, I mean, Brummelstone, you're the one with the timelines. I, I question if not, if it doesn't want to add books to the library. And it wants to tell mm-hmm. us what could have been of our lives. The empty slots are four books that and Tompkins looks at it oh. again. He's like, "What um, what languages do you speak, Vasa?" I speak my tongue, and no. I speak thieves' language. Anything else? No. <laughs> Do you think you can read this or you intuitively understand it? No, I'm reading asks, it. I'm looking at it and I know what it says. It says the story of what would have had, would have been. When he asks you that, though, uh-huh. um, it does, like, it, you can read it plain as day. Yeah. But it also feels like it's speaking to you and maybe that's why you can read it. I don't know if Vasa would be able to, like, distinguish too well between that feeling. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, well, of course I understand it. Look at it. I can see it. It's saying, it's saying <laughs> what it's saying. <laughs> Brummelstone might like ask me like, "Do you think this is a certain type of magic?" Like, that's your department, Brummelstone. He's asking Tompkin. Oh. Sorry, uh, me? Oh, um, yeah. Like, you obviously seem to know. You're insinuating that you know something about it here. Do you know? Can you tell us something? Well, okay. So, the first writing that we saw, like that was real. That was real writing. Um, but the doors seems to have spoken to you like to kind of put this like i don't think that this is here purely for us maybe you guys know that already and i'm just being like overly explainy but like the text on the door that's that's my language that's that's old common like i that's what i grew up on you know but like that door looked like gibberish to you and this looks like gibberish to me it doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. So I think this is maybe maybe there's no point to this, but like this looks like the room talking to you guys or the tower talking to you guys. Yeah, I would guess when we answered learn and a tower talking to us that it wants us to learn possibly what our lives could have been without each other. Oh. You think and the so? va- and the is like, so what? We find four blank books and we put them in, and then it's magically going to fill, and we're going to read our our the lives, other our, our other lives. And Tompkins folds his arms and he's like, "It just seems impossible. There's too many books here." 
can we just try one and see what happens? What book do you want to try, Roberto? Vasa walks to the nearest shelf, just grabs any book that that hits her eye, and she just pulls it out and then puts it into the first slot. You put the book into the first slot, and the book kind of almost speaks to everybody in the room, and it says, uh, The Lost Isles. But then the book fades away. And it doesn't return to the shelf. Oh, it just disappears. The Lost well, Isles. Is that a place we were ever going to go? Does that remind anyone of anything? No, nope, nothing. It just, it, the book fades away and it doesn't return to the shelf. And what, is there three is slots it? left now? No, there's, it's still there. There's four slots. And so Tompkins is like, oh, we just have to put every book in there till we find the ones at once. And then he slowly looks at every book visible. Let's do it, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we, just, like, we just do it by like sheer brute force. Just, like, we just do it. <laughs> All right, quick, the party does that. <laughs> quick, the president no. knows how to code, write the algorithm that will like do the whole <laughs> polynomials and computation thing. Per- permutations and combinations. Four book in library to... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Brummelstone might start looking then at the book titles and see if there's anything that feels like it fits this answer. Um, what do you want to use to figure that out? Oh. Is, is history an option? Sure. Maybe like looking through. If the way you describe the books as the the books about the 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 seas of Rolanus, right? Like that section like using history maybe seeing something seems out of place or that like idea of a broken timeline to see if if any of those books like would relate to that concept from okay i don't know if that's like a logical answer don't know exactly how you do that you look and you're like ah uh this is the you know all these books are red and say encyclopedia britannica this one is brown and does not say it (laughs) that's all right give me a check uh, 17 plus 6 is 23. Nothing. You're Nothing. staring okay. at these books yeah, and I'd none do. of it makes sense. You could grab any old book you want to and try, but there's no logical sense to looking at these books in this section and going, aha, this one. Vasa's going to, while Brummelstone is trying to brain it, she's just gonna she's just gonna brawn it. She's gonna be like, I'm gonna start with every book that is purple. So she gets like five books <laughs> in the four books in the immediate vicinity that have a purple spine. She just pops them in. Yep. Each one reads off a different title, like uh the royalty pff, gone. And then the next one you put in and it says uh how to groom the proper gentleman. Pff, it's gone. Like you you just go one after the other and they just keep disappearing. What books do we have? Your exfoliation I, book, Grandmother. I know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to part with it, though. There's lots of useful information in here. Is there any um, blank parchment or like quills in the area, like writing utensils? Uh, there's not until you start to look for it. And then, oh, that's weird. There's one, there's like a quill and ink and a parchment off to the side. Hmm. Guys, what if it wants us to write World Walkers fan fiction? Yes. What if it wants us to write? <laughs> like, it's, finally, it's finally my chance to write some Brummelstone. I, uh, I would say after... Fangirl, and it wants some fan fiction. <laughs> Wait, is the library just Tumblr? Is this just Life <laughs> Journal? 
I would say eventually Vasa, after she goes through like 50 books with her method, she'll eventually get bored. So she'll actually like, she'll start looking for the parchment and quill to find it. And then she will just sort of like, she might, she'll just kind of just sit down and start writing in it. She's kind of thinking of Brahma Stone's idea of like, oh, maybe it wants your story. And then she's like, well, I'm going to write the story of what could have been. And at first it's really bullshitty. It's just like, yeah. And then she became this and she killed this person. And that person had like a chest full of gold. And then there was this really hot, like new about slave boy in the other room. And, you know, they had a like five minute happy time. And then she went like, she kind of just like starts kind of bullshitting. But then, like, I, I think, like, at some point, uh, because there's nothing else to do, she gets a little bit into it, and maybe more and more of her past sneak a little bit into it. Maybe there is, like, one or two mistakes that she kind of, like, rewrites. And it's like, oh, that didn't happen, and therefore this person didn't die, and, like, oh, this didn't happen, and therefore she wasn't embarrassed, and things like that. And then, like, she kind of catches herself, being like, oh, shit, you know, I'm getting a bit too into it. And then she just kind of, like, really quickly writes down just sort of, like, a generic happy ending. And then, da da da, world was saved, world rockers, da da da. Or, or, or not even including the world rockers, because this is her story, like, if she never met them. And then, like, you know, she's 50 years old, she retires, you know, every day she eats grapes and wine and she gambles. And then she, like, looks at the scroll, she's like, yeah, not bad. And then she goes and puts it into the desk. What's the last word you write? Until a ripe old age. And then you punctuate it? Mm-hmm. And then the page kind of starts to float off of the table very delicately and then more and more pages start to appear above and below it and just until a mass of pages come together and then a binding comes around it and suddenly it's a book it slams onto the table what and it says inspiration on it and then you gain a point of inspiration as well. And then suddenly you can feel this kind of essence fill the tower. Only only Vasa. But this essence kind of fe- uh, fills the library. And you have a sensation of gratitude. And then these words kind of almost... If something could delicately write along the edge of your brain almost as if it's giving you inscription. You would kind of feel these words. It has been a long time since someone has given instead of taken. Let me help you. And then that inspiration fills you. And you could immediately spend it if you would like, or you can hold it. Um, I feel like there's something about this newly added inspiration that wants to be spent. So Vasa's not going to really fight the flow of the moment. She's just sort of like going to let it out. Like more of a conduit. Yeah, so you kind of like just let it kind of like overtake you. And then you feel like there's no way for you to know what would have been on Rolanus without knowing what had been. And you feel like you want to go like that's the only way to know is to find the history section um like you Vasa, feel yeah and uh, you don't lose your point of inspiration okay can Vasa just kind of like she's tr- she's trying really hard not to lose this sort of like feeling and she's just gonna without even like calling out to anybody just kind of like turn and like navigate towards the history st- section to see if it guides her further 
Yep. As you turn, your inspiration allows you to ignore the fact that Tompkins has crawled on top of the table and is like really interested in reading the book. <laughs> no, she's she like she has yeah. the like she's she's kind of caught in this in in this moment, so she's just kind of like following the the thing. Does it All take right. her to the history yeah, section? Yeah, so yeah, you kind of intuitively navigate through the library, and as you do, you kind of become uh, you kind of understand the layout of the library a little bit more. So that if you needed to navigate to different sections, it's almost like the library is allowing you to know it in a, a more intimate fashion. And so you become greatly familiar with the structure and the organization and the offerings of the library. But as long as you keep your focus, it allows you to simply walk, find a spiral staircase, walk across different pathways. And then eventually you find yourself in a, uh, it's a, it's essentially, it's a bookshelf. It's like a room. But it's it's not a complete room. Imagine a bookshelf that had curved and made essentially like a semicircle. And you kind of walk into there. And as you do, you're not sure if this section existed before, but it certainly exists now as it kind of almost grows. And it doesn't it's not threatening to take you. It's just almost like it it brings itself to you and you find yourself in this enormous space and f- all along the shelves, you instinctively know that this is the entire history of Rolanus. So just to be clear, fan fiction was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so does, does the feeling bring me into this room, but kind of like beyond that, it kind of just leaves me, it introduces me to this room. And it's like, this mm-hmm. is it. Yeah, okay. but you kept your inspiration. Mm-hmm. Did anybody so. um did anybody follow me? Like did this kind of like notice Vasa just like walk- Yeah. Okay. And eventually Tompkins will come, but he's holding your book. Um Vasa's like it's 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 like she's is I mean, has the inspiration sort of like descended? Am I back to normal? Yeah, now you just have a point of inspiration. Like yeah. mechanically. Yeah. <laughs> uh Vasa looks around and she kinda she's like, you know, I everything we need is in this room in these books. When How do you know? And then Vasa kind of looks <laughs> over Tompkins and she's like, because when I, hey, and then she just like immediately grabs that book away from Tompkins. He, like, he, he, you pick him up with it, then he's like, <laughs> nope, nope, shakes him off. Shakes he him falls off. and hits the shakes ground. Shakes him off, hits him on the booty with the back of the book oh! and just like tucks underneath her arms. Like, that's fucking mine. The scary's um, behind Brummelstone. Where's Brummelstone? Oh. Brummelstone needs to yeah, get in here. Brummelstone would have like, I imagine like when you're like walking, everyone is kind of like, Brummelstone is like, it's a, magic is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tompkins runs behind you and he's like, she's like turned. She's turned. She's gone like literarily based feral or something. No, no, the Vasa's Her inner like, librarian's ah, coming ah, out. Ah. Guys, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think kind of Vasa, she kind of knows what transpired, but she's also kind of like coming to terms with the fact that she kind of just like walked through the library so she knows it. And she's like, you know, I'm so tired of just knowing things all of a sudden. Um, but then she's like, the library spoke to me. It, I think it, I mean, I, I think I just wrote a really amazing story. I think that's why it spoke to me. But I, I know that it, it told me that we cannot know what will be without knowing what had been. And in this room, and she points to the shelves, is everything that has been in Rolanus. I think this is what we have to learn. 
And then she kind of goes like, well, get at it, Brimblestone. Yeah, Brimblestone <laughs> would begin, like, if the spines of the book tell any, you know, like, I don't know if they had printing on the actual spines. So, Medium. like, yeah. he would start looking at the book titles and seeing if he can decipher then. Give me an investigation check then. Uh, 19 plus 6, 25. You feel overwhelmed with the amount of information in front of you. And you kind of just take a step back. Is this a similar feeling to feeling overwhelmed when, um, like, when I read the source code of the tower? Or is it just, like, there's no, just a just, lot of books? Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's got to be hundreds of books here. And it's, like, the idea that, like, of, okay, let's look at each title. And it doesn't take you long before you're, like, there's no way that I can just look at the titles and sess it out. Rumblestone kind of he's you know he would relay that and then he thinks to himself perhaps if I too try to give to the library maybe it will give back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it, do um, it. You know, it it was his idea originally. No, wrong. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And no, he it's would not look. who has the first idea; it's who first executes it. It's true. It's Law true. of the internet. <laughs> you did it. You did it first. Yeah, you know, the library's just going to be like, uh, I've seen Vasa's post, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Copycat. This, this has been done already. <laughs> done already? It's been done. Uh, uh, and then they'll tag you in the, fire. In the post like, this is to be fine. like, oh, look what they're copying you. And they'll be like, oh gosh, this is embarrassing. I just wanted to make a comic. Um, I'm getting two in the weeds. Uh, yeah, if so Brummelstone, if Vasa had relayed like that she kind of searched for parchment, Brummelstone would kind of search for an old journal that he used to keep like he would kind of picture that into his mind and see if the library brings him something like that you watch promo storm kind of just wander away looking <laughs> investigating poking around corners uh all right well um just at a glance, at a glance, how many books are in this room? Like fifty, a hundred, a thousand. There's got to be over a, over a hundred. There could be a couple hundred here. Oh, that's yeah. doable. That's that's doable. Um, yeah, Vasa. I mean, Vasa's just going to sort of go by how she's conf- since she seems to understand the layout of the library because she's gotten that sort of understanding. She's going to be like, well, logically, the earliest, the oldest, earliest things would be here, and she just like pick up the yep. book that's there and just sort of like start reading it and she's like i think we should start here and then she just starts reading yeah verbalstone doesn't find anything he just wandered back and be like where are we doing guys <laughs> describe your approach again vasa she understands how the library's organized i'm assuming like that's her residual knowledge not only yeah. how the rooms relate to each other but how the books relate to each other as they're shelved like as assuming that it's all shelved by a librarian who's staying true to a system of the library she kind of gets that knowledge a bit maybe not explicitly but she's like okay well the libraries are th- these shelves are arranged in such a manner that like this mystical magical dewey decimal system would have these be like first so to speak if this is if all these books are chronolog- chronologically ordered or at least contain the chronological history of Rolanus that has been she's gonna be like well these are this is where it starts and she'd go for that area first. Yep. So what you, as you kind of examine it and look at it, you can tell that it's divided into sections. There is a section of the books that speaks to the geographical history of Rolanus and how it's changed. 
There is a section that talks about the cultural history of Rolanus throughout the ages. There is a section of the books that talks about the uh, like the architecture and the creation of civilizations throughout Rolanus's time. There's another section that talks about the spirituality and the growth of the spirit in Rolanus's time and in the final section it, it's a history section but it's all of the writings of the great sages about where they believe Rolanus will be Vasa is going to point to each category of where how the books are related she's going to be like geography cultural growth etc um, etc et and she's going to leave the last she's not going to announce the last one um, she says and I'll get this area and she's going to go for the last one which is like you know where it will be and try to start reading from that. All right. So who's grabbing what section? Rumblestone will take culture. Maybe no, you would choose architecture. Uh, I would go for culture. Yeah. Uh, Erdelby would look for what Tompkins is doing and try and team up with Tompkins. <clears throat> Tompkins is looking around and he's like, um, he's thinking really hard about this one. He's... <sighs> He goes to geography. Oh, I thought he would love architects. Well, he saw you go to that one right away, is what he had said at first, so... Yeah. Bromos would be like, oh, you know what, Tompkins, actually, you take architecture. All right. So you are the architect. Switches. Thanks. And so he starts digging, looking through those books. All right. So describe to me how you would like to look through the books. It's up to you how you approach this. Olivia, um, what is your approach to this? She's with Tompkins in architecture. Okay. Um, and she's just watching Tompkins. <laughs> okay. Brummelstone. He would look for something that, you know, like, if the books are titled in a way that makes sense. Um, I don't expect any book to be titled, you know, The Spirituality of Rolanus that might have been. But, yeah. like, looking for that kind of concept, you know. Like, okay. Yep. So, give me an intelligence check. Or an investigation check, sorry. And Brummelstone might be, like, just pulling a couple books that, like kind of fit that and start reading you know like remembering that he came to learn as well so, yeah. like, so here's here's what you do learn it's spirituality as you kind of it's going to take you guys a couple hours of looking through this stuff um as you kind of uh peruse the books the thing that you're kind of putting putting together is that this is a little different than how it is on brimos on brimos there's practically no religion the um the people, the I don't want to call them the monster races, but there is um, one particular kingdom on your world that um, they seem to kind of cling to some of those old ways, if you will. But uh, your study, I would think it's safe to say you have studied timelines a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that was part of the thing he yeah. did with his master yeah. was like the thing he had that heard you know. Of other yeah, there are there are, there was a timeline. With with deities, but that timeline was shattered a long time ago, and you're not sure whatever happened to them. Whereas here, it's very diverse. The there are there is spirituality within the forests because it took a long time, but essentially over time, people learned that the forests seem to have their own spirits, and with their spirits comes both wisdom and knowledge. There are people who revere the forests, like the druids of the world revere the forest um, much more. Like they believe each forest is an old spirit 
and that each one is a almost almost sort of a deity in that regard and that the world is made up of old gods in that sense the forest and um different land masses have their own spirituality um as you know the swamps <laughs> yeah. seem to have something as well the the goblinoid races uh they seem to cling to something entirely different but i need you to make another check to get any more information out of that that is not good. Eight. Probably someone would also be trying to look for anything that like falls into what the when the swamp was talking about the beginning of the time, the idea of concepts, like you know, like if there's anything that seems to be like, oh, these dots lead to this, like yeah, if that makes sense. Give me another roll then. Uh, twelve. This dice is not doing great. Yeah, so who knows? You know, it's a complicated system of books. Okay. Um, <laughs> it might be, but it's just like yeah. You kind of you start reading more and more, but you kind of lose yourself in like you start jumping from book to book and trying to. Well, wait a second, wait a second. And you, you're not getting as as far as you'd like to. Um, Roberto, what's what's your approach to reading your section? What section do you have again? I chose culture. Okay, so what are you? Um, and um, Roberto is gonna. We'll go through the shelf and look at the, um, look for books that are, that stand out in some way, either maybe the oldest or the flashiest looking, if there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. Like Any with brightest, colors. brightest colors, shiniest. <laughs> um, he would choose those first. All right. So give me, uh, uh how do you, what, what stat do you want to use to look for that? Stat. Like, how are you, what are you relying on? Of the different uh, abilities you have, the skills, or the base stats. You mean I can choose, like, intimidation? Like if I you want to, you might have a harder time with Yells it. Yells at the bookshop. But you could Tell just be like, Tell me stuff! Who is that? Secrets! Where's my stuff? Quit laughing! Probably. It can be a skill or it can be just a stat. Just, I would just go with wisdom, I guess. Okay. Yep, give me a uh, insight check. What's the D20 look like again? It's the most it's roundest. It has 20 sides on it. Keep counting numbers. If you stop at 12, it's the wrong <laughs> it's one. Not That's it. not it. Keep track. I have a 20. 21. Here's the thing. You can ask me whatever questions you would like, but that high roll kind of informs you that this is, it feels like a dead end to you. Oh. Like you start this flipping through section. and you're, yeah, you're flipping through books, you're reading, you're learning a lot of interesting stuff. You're learning about the, um, the culture of the, the turtle and the races within and how like the different, um, the different races of the forest, like where the turtle were, they all kind of embrace their identities in a different way and they're not afraid to, uh, live inside of their, racial identities in a certain way whereas the people that like the kind of the humans and the other humanoid type cultures they're always looking to express themselves in diverse in new ways and define their own individuality um but as you go through this none of this feels like it's relevant at all and after a few hours you feel like you can write the section off yeah i get frustrated and just leave <laughs> vasa do you uh what what's what are you up to I chose the section that sounds like it might have the most answers the fastest, which is like, I think, what, what was the section that I chose? The one that I didn't mention? 
it was essentially uh, the different sages throughout um, Rolanus's time and their thoughts on their philosophy on where Rolanus is going. Yeah, she's just um, you know, if if her knowledge of how the section is organized has any more insight, she's gonna listen to that. But otherwise, she'll just pick up a book and kind of just start reading, see if it sounds like it's in the right direction. Okay, but she said, "You're what do you what do you want to use then? What stat? What?" Um, let's. Let's uh, constitution. No, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna like, chew on. That. She's gonna I'm chew never on gonna them. stop reading. She's gonna chew on them until we give her until it tastes like it's the right one. Um, if I don't like it, I don't swallow. Um, let's see. Yeah. So um, this is a smaller. This is a smaller section, um, which means that it's probably like maximum maybe fifty books or something like that. Since there's only a few hundred in this section, so Vasa has the time and. Uh, the time to basically take look at each title and therefore with her she's going to use um is it investigation or like investigation is you like taking the time to intellectually suss everything out whereas like insight is you trying to essentially rely more on your wisdom to go like Wait a second. Trying to trying to yeah. Suss I would something say out I would there. say you know what she's gonna she's gonna first like go through all fifty of them, find, read the titles, and then from that she's yeah. gonna use insight to be like you know what this is probably the best place to start. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me an insight check. I got a seventeen. There is one book that in particular that sticks out to you, and uh, the reason that sticks out to you it's called uh, the Guardian's Insight. Mm-hmm. And as you flip through it, what you find is that it's a book. Every guardian, and you familiar with the concept of the guardian? Sexy no. dog. <laughs> the guardian is some sort of, uh, some kind of person, some kind of entity that passes down the title and the mantle. And they're known as essentially the protector of Rolanus. Like, there are adventurers, there are heroes and stuff like that. But it's uh, the Guardian who responds. You might recall that you were learning about the story of the new Guardian when you first came to Rolanus back at Castle Gilcrest with the festival. Uh, I was thinking of the Custodian, yes. yes. When Vasa <laughs> kind of picks up that maybe this is the book to sort of start reading, she's actually going to lift up her head and like look to the others. She's like, hey, how's, how's your sections going? Are they, do they look like they'll be fruitful? Uh, no. What does Bromostone say? I mean, there's a lot of good information here, and I'm learning a lot, but I don't think any of this matches. I, that's right. Like, I don't. I would. Ha- I would have like. This is all great knowledge, but not necessarily. Yeah. Um, the information gonna, gonna, Tompkins gonna... looks bored too, and he's like, "This stuff is about the tower. Like, this is boring. I don't." I feel like that's. Okay, but Vasa's gonna be like, all right, Roberto, um, Bramble Stone. I think this section, and she's gonna be like, this is the section about all the um, sages predict things. I think this one's gonna be the one, and she's gonna use her residual insight to be like, and this was like a second runner-up, and this is like a third runner-up. I think we should start it here and kind of distribute the books to them. And then she's like, Tompkins, you read everything there is to be out of that tower, and if there's any tricks or new things, we need to know about it. You're going to need to know about it. <laughs> but it's boring. It's Tompkins. I know some of this stuff. It's just about, like, the, why the tower was made and stuff. Why was the tower Why was the tower made, Tompkins? Well, I mean, I don't really know exactly. Then I don't you remember. read that book until you can tell us why. All of them? All of them. There's... And he looks upset. He's like... How do you know how long it's gonna to take to read four different books about stuff I already know? 
What? So either you're gonna read those four books and I'm gonna beat you with them. So... For almost some would say, like, Vasa has a point. Knowing more about the challenge might help us get to the shards faster. Wait, what do you mean quest. you already... Yeah, so... What do you mean? But you, you don't know. Yeah. Find that what you once knew. Alright, so he stacks the four books and he kind of wanders off a little bit away from you guys to start reading. Yeah, but like, um, then, yeah. Is he within, within eyesight? Yeah, he's within eyesight, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, and then uh, Tompkins is gone. The shadow, the library has disappeared <laughs> and everything's on fire. Yeah, uh, it's like. Have a great. And that's how we're going to end the session today. Like, <gasps> yeah. But yeah, Vasa's like, yeah, we should, we should start here. I think these are the best books to start with. Okay. So, um,. Yeah, each one of you kind of takes a shot at it. The book that you're reading, like I said, it's about the the guardians. And what happens is that every guardian is expected to write down what they've learned and what they think Rolanus needs to know afterwards. So you're kind of flipping through that. And a lot of this, there's just not enough context for you to pull anything out, you know? You kind of keep reading and flipping through and it's not really anything special. But... um. You do find that the, the the current guardian, Zell, the one that you learned about a little bit, even yes. though he's not done, he has still been writing in this book. And it seems to be that the other guardians, their, their lifelines were a lot shorter. <laughs> Zell's been around for a while. <laughs> like a long while. He's been holding it down, if you will. So at some point, it looks like he just started writing down <laughs> things um, but it's not exactly what you're looking for in a certain way because he's just kind of um, I don't want to say lamenting but he's he's expressing what it's like to be both uh, a, the guardian and also one of the history keepers and he just kind of goes on about that what does um like Brummelstone's or Roberto's book say um, Rumblestone, um, how are you approaching your book? Uh, yeah, if I'm given just, I'm just given one book, I'm gonna just investigate it thoroughly. Just, I would start at the index and see if there's just a section called what might have been on Rolanus. <laughs> yep, give me an investigation check. I'm use a new die to see if maybe this one rolls a little better. Uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing. And then everybody else that's hanging out, give me a, um, insight check. Thirteen. Five. Uh, twenty-four. While you're kind of flipping through your book, um, I don't know if you want to investigate further about the, because the concept of the History Keeper, that may ring for you, Vasa, because you have History Keepers on your world. And that's a, and it's, that's a weird phrase to suddenly find on a whole different world, but... Before you investigate that any further, and if you decide to, it's up to you. Uh, you do glance over, and you, your your heart almost goes out to Brummelstone because, like, you can see the difference between Roberto and Brummelstone. Roberto's kind of got a book; he's flipping through, he's looking to see like what jumps at him. He's kind of feeling it out. Brummelstone looks like he's studying the shit out of these books. He's thoroughly investigating every single book. You've seen him read thoroughly as much as he can. He's not getting anywhere with this. No matter how hard he studies the words and reads through the text, he's not getting anywhere. And in that brief flash of insight, you kind of take a step back and you wonder, 
if he's not approaching these books the right way. He's trying to oh. study his way oh. through a library. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to learn at the library. My bad. My <laughs> father's librarian. He would be very proud of how I'm doing. You're, Thank you. You're concerned <laughs> like, that Brummelstone's not learning that his approach isn't working. Uh, because he's trying to st- like overstudy the library. And he's not letting the library speak to him the way that it spoke to you, and that Enzo's kind of, or Roberto's kind of letting himself uh, as well. Yeah, uh, Vasa's gonna, I mean, she's gonna get this vague sense of it, but she's not gonna, she's obviously not gonna, like, think of it that in depth as, as, sure, as sure. you just described. She's gonna be more like, she's gonna go over it, and she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna put a hand on Bromostone's, uh, Incredibly stressed, knotted shoulders. I'm assuming because this, this guy it's is this like, look. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's <laughs> gonna be like, she's gonna be, she's gonna be, Bromostone, Bromostone, and she's gonna look up and it's gonna be like, <laughs> I, I imagine if any of you watch, um, like, uh, it's always sunny. It's that one scene where the guy has like the wall full of the connecting lines, it's like. Yeah, it's that look in Bromostone's eyes, and she's gonna be like, Bromostone. Remember, for you of all people, this library and all its contents are your friends. They're they're he- they this is a place of of growth and and joy for you. And you are treating you are treating this as this as if the books and the library has no soul. Like, look at you. You're 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 dissecting it as if it's a dead body. It's not. It's for you of all people. It, it's living. Look, even even Roberto, who's letting the library just play with him, he probably is having more progress than you. You need to remember that you love the library as an organic living thing. You need to whatever you're doing. It's don't do that. Remember what libraries are are for you. Robosense is like a little offended. He's been to enough libraries. Come on now. But he's also he's just like yeah, at that point he would, you know, like look away and he is like I know because the library speaks to me. It's spoken to me directly. I no no, like at that it like it would be like a look of offense and then it would be like he would get it. He's like I'm looking at the words. I'm not reading the book. And it would like make sense in that moment to him. And so then he would like close it and then he would do the whole like you know, releasing that kind of thought and kind of going back and trying to get in tune with the library. Like taking in the sight, the the feel of the library. He said to choose learn, and he was doing progress the whole time. It's the heart of the cards. Yeah, so he like lets go of that. He lets go of trying to find the answer, and he accepts like the knowledge, and he embraces like the smell, and he kind of he like you know embraces the smell of the books. He remembers all the time he spent on Obrimos, like reading the books, and just he kind of tactily feels the pages he opens his eyes and he is just like looking at the floor and he's like this is a nice floor like none of that had like registered maybe to him beforehand and he stopped thinking about the shard and he starts thinking about what's in front of him you gain inspiration 
end, you realize the book you're looking at has no answers for you. You're still a good book. He puts it back. You can burn your point of inspiration right now, or you can save it. Um, you know what? Yeah, let's burn it and try to reconnect yeah. with the library. Yeah. So you, you burn the point of inspiration. Uh, you kind of like allow the inspiration to kind of just flow through you. Essentially, like, like you embrace it, and you realize you don't think you're going to find any answers in this section. This section is not what would have been. This section is what people think will be. This doesn't have anything to do, as far as you're concerned, with the puzzle that you're working on. These books that Vasa has brought you to, they're very interesting, and they may uh, there's a there's a there's a strong possibility that they may benefit you in uh, unpredictable ways in the future. But as of right now, for the the situation you're dealing with, these are things of what people think might be, not what they would have been. Yeah. So yeah, Brummelstone would relay like these books project theories. Where I come from, we have broken timelines of what could have been, and these aren't these aren't these are predictions. These are not these are not those. If that makes sense, this section is great. I don't want to insult the guys. Beautiful books, (laughs) but they're not they're not what we're looking. Fair enough, Brummelstone. Lead the way to the to the right place. Yeah, would I have any would I have any kind of thought of that? Like, uh, you'd have to explain your process. Essentially, like you're you're free to start examining it in a different way. Yeah. So yeah. So now Brummelstone kind of takes into the library and lets, and so he he rethinks about each of those sections. Um, he tries to like. You know, I don't know if he sees the library, if he like, if now the library, like he's been on a looking Dewey Decimal System for everything. And he realizes it's Library of Congress, like set up. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he can like actually, yeah. there's two different sets of book organization based on library size and scale. And these are the two most common. You can actually purchase third types. My father's librarian. I don't want to get into it anymore. <laughs> uh, I like these are legitimate things. I think I've talked with my dad about, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, he would he would see like if any of those sections, he would try to I don't know, not like commune with the library, but like think insightfully, I guess, in that way. What do you want to roll? Uh, uh, insight, I guess. So thinking about that broader question of what could have been. And kind of let that lead him. Uh, I got 12. You don't know if you can narrow it down, but you feel like you can rule one out. Well, you you obviously ruled out the last section, and you don't feel like... I don't know if we've already ruled this out, so forgive me. If we have, tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll throw you another one. I but, know uh, Ro- uh, Roberto ruled out his section. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, geography doesn't seem to hold anything either. You can't figure out why. You don't feel like that's a... If only we knew about the geography of this work. Because it, it really... It's very historical, and it's talking about land masses and changes and how, like... Yeah, it, it doesn't really have much. So that just leaves culture and architecture. Oh, wait, and I felt I like... Cult- did I feel like my section, the spirituality, didn't have anything? Correct. Okay. Well, culture and architecture... I thought that I ruled out. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. I, then yeah, you ruled out uh, culture. 
Guys, it's architecture. So you turn over and you can see like Tompkins and Ertlebee are kind of been hanging out. And they've been talking back and forth. You can like as you kind of bring your focus over there, Tompkins is like, I don't I don't think it's brilliant. I think it's I think it's more just that nobody else wants to do it. And so it's kinda of like I do it. And maybe I've just been alive long enough to know how to do the stuff. But I don't think the things that I do are really that impressive. So I guess like the dangerous part about it is like I'm always afraid I'm going to screw up and I'm going to like make the wrong thing or I don't know. Because I mean, like, what if there's a floor I make and someone falls through it? Like, that's on me. That's a lot to deal with. That's why I like working in dreams because it's a Tom lot gets... more. What's up? Ertl B and I were talking. Yes, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's I believe okay. the answer for what could have been is here. I think. Maybe you have a better connection to these books. I think No, I hate these books. These books are boring except for this last one. I was showing her it'll be. What is this one? It just talks about me. It talks about you? Mm-hmm. Well, may I please see it? Yeah, and he we come, he uh, takes the book and he, he points at like one little section and he uh when you read it it says the architect himself was summoned and through his brilliance and experience the tower was created, forever protecting existence from the dangers that laid within. He's like, that's totally me. The dangers that laid within. Yeah. Where like, where were you summoned from? What do you mean? Like from my from my home. Oh, from your home on Arulana. Yeah, it's really well written, so like it uses like bigger words than like Does it called. can I read that section? Sure, yeah. Um, The section that it's part of says, None of the four powers were called. With a simple touch of her hand, she realized what the rest did not, that it was built out of true purpose. There was no other option but to seal it away. She stood, alerting the others that a tower must be constructed, a living tower, much like the living dungeons of the world of the seal, one that would respond to those who entered and could keep out all but the most worthy, the architect himself was summoned, and through his brilliance and experience, the tower was created, forever protecting existence from the dangers that laid within. Who, He's who like, is this person oh, that yeah, summoned it's you? Me. Um, there's like a whole bunch of people to help build the tower. I told you that. I thought. Yeah, but who? This speaks of a lady who summoned you. I don't know. I don't remember. Who are the four powers? Who knows, you know. Do I get the sense that Tompkins is, like, hiding something, or is it just, like... On that last sentence, sure, that's that's not unfair to say. He's like, mm, I don't know. It might be helpful Suspic- if we could learn who they were. There are four slots. Four slots? Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me um a perception check as you say that. Seven. Yeah, if he's, like, Brummelstone is, like, halfway kind of... Yeah, to, but, like, but Vasa's like kind of, you know, Vasa's kind of like letting Brummelson do the talking, like, you know, of course, always yeah. walking Thompson like a hawk. Can I also roll for the, uh, yeah, what was it roll for again? I gave him perception check. Yeah, fuck it. Take my plus eight perception check. Yeah. I got a 26. It's pretty perceptive. You're kind of watching this unfold and you're looking around and there's like a heaviness in your heart, maybe. If this is if this doesn't match up with how Voss would feel, you can correct me. But I imagine that there's like a heaviness in your heart. 
And you fold your arm. Yeah, like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you're the mom who knows the son is lying to the dad. The dad's just not catching it. Well, it's not, like, it's not that. It's you fold your arms and you just have this sinking feeling in your heart. Like, almost like, oh, my God. And you, you're not looking at Bremelstone. And you're not looking at Tompkins. You are looking at the four books that he took with him and sat down and read. (laughs) The four different books. No, I don't get it. What are we supposed to do? No, Vasa's Vasa's heart is very low in her stomach right now. Like, it, it, it's so low, it could bring her to her knees. Those were four clickable objects. Ah, oh, those are... Vasa's just, <laughs> just like... She's just like, she's like looking at this, and she's just like... There oh. are no words to describe this thought process. And she kind of just like... She just walks forward. She can't even speak to Tompkins. She gathers the four books she has. If he's holding one, no, he's like, "Oh, good. I don't want to read these anymore." She, he ga- she gathers the four, and she's like, she like opens her mouth if she's gonna say something, but then she just kind of like ticks her head as if like, "Let's go," and then she exits the room with the four books. Wait, what do they say? <laughs> she's just she's just walking to the she's just walking to the table. She just can't. She can't. Wait, uh, sorry, to I got confused. So the books that Tompkins So Tompkins chose, follows you, I guess. He's like, um, Tom, Tompkins had the four books. That oh, like the solution the whole, to the this puzzle. entire time, <laughs> which makes sense that he was like these four boring books, and we we're just like, shut up, Tompkins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, listen to perfect. this podcast months and months from now. Oh, you'll like, hear me say it twice. These four books. I don't yeah, want to read these four books. Yeah, I'll yeah, take these uh, four books. I just. I was too busy yeah. investigating. Rumblestone was mad the library had had like chosen Vasa as a vessel. He was too like wrapped up in that. I chose Lurie. Why was I not good enough for that for the library? Yeah, I said to write the I said to write the story ideas. What is this? Yeah, he's like the golden child who's like mad that someone else is getting attention. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um. So Vasa stops in front of the the desk um with her four books, and before she um. She kind of like almost stops and she's like, "Well," she turns around to the guy to the group and she's like, "Something just tells me that these four books are gonna be the ones. Do we want to read them first before we put them in? Because I think the knowledge in there's in here may be significant. Yeah, we have the time. It's four books. Yeah. All right. So read um, a different one or do one we all one to Roberto, all... one to Bromostone, one to Erdlby, one to myself. As you say, you have the time. Mm-hmm. The books in the library slowly start to fade. Fuck! Like from yeah, furthest out, it's and it's they like, slowly it, start it, to it, come. The shelves start to become more and okay, more Vasa's empty. Okay, like, well, the tower has spoken, and she just like jams <laughs> the four books in the table. Okay, okay, so when you put the first book in, that I off your stack, right? Yeah. It says the world wasn't meant to know of it. Like you hear these words spoken aloud. Um, oh, there's an audiobook version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <gasps> this is, this is meant, we're just inside Audible. It all makes sense. Oh my god. Um, this podcast brought to you by Audible.com. Oh my god. 
Audible, be a sponsor of us by this point when this episode airs. Yes. yes. Okay, so. Is it a celebrity says, voice that reads it? I'm sorry. Um, It says, The world wasn't meant to know of it. Brought forth by the dreams of a young boy who only wanted to see his father again, it brought with it unforeseeable consequences. What began as a reunion ended with the destruction of kingdoms for nothing more than the sake of conquest. Those in power were sought to decide its fate. In the end, destruction was called for, though the Everlongs of the Glades were said to have wept for a hundred years after. Okay, you putting another book somewhere else, or what are you doing now? Yeah, uh, Vasa, you know, takes a glance at the disappearing books. It's just like, you know what, this, we just have to go, and she just puts the next book down. The next book you put in, um, a message is, uh, like, the same thing. It's kind of like this, uh, the words fill the library, and it says... None of the four powers were called. With a simple touch of her hand, she realized what the rest did not, that it was built out of true purpose. There was no other option but to seal it away. She stood, alerting the others that a tower must be constructed. A living tower, much like the living dungeons of the world of the seal. One that would respond to those who entered, and could keep out all but the most worthy. The architect himself was summoned, and through his brilliance and experience, the tower was created, forever protecting existence from the dangers that laid within. And anyone that wants to can also roll an insight check at that point. 22. So the only thing I would throw out there is that there might be something that kind of sticks with you that in your travels, I believe you've heard of, you know, Obrimos, the world of broken timelines. And there's also been the steam-powered world of Cog, and so I don't. This maybe I'm just throwing something out there that doesn't really stick anywhere. But like the world of the seal, like I'm just imagining a gigantic seal. I'm like, imagining a or, world or, that just plays "Kiss by a Rose" on it. <laughs> throwing another book in. Um, can Vasa really quickly look between the two titles of the books? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they each say? They're in unreadable. Oh, fine, then Vasa just. But puts but down. you don't oh. feel like you're missing out either. Okay, then Vasa just puts one another one in. Weapons were brought to bear. The world's mightiest spellweavers brought down arcane might not since seen in this world. Nothing had so much as left a scratch. Those who had come to witness its destruction watched as it stood defiant against all of creation's most powerful relics and powers. The only one who had not been called to aid in its annihilation was the Guardian. And the last one. They were long forgotten. In truth, they were hardly sure themselves what their purpose was or why they were brought here. One lingering thought was left in their minds. Build. Without knowing why, they laced their arcane tapestry over the foundation. And after many years had passed, along with the lives of several of their own, they finally completed their task. Knowing not what their purpose was, but that it had been fulfilled, the last of them left the mortal coil, and their last hopes fueled its birth, though its reason for existence died with its creators. So, you've put these all in. The third book lights up and has this kind of glow that comes from it. The rest don't. They're in the wrong order. Uh, Vasa picks them up and she... The third one lights up. Okay. 
Um, yeah, Voss is like, it's in... The order must be off. Some Something has to be changed. Does the group have any suggestions? As you start to contemplate, you see that while the books are disappearing, they've slowed down. So, if the third one is the weapons were brought to bear, mightiest spell, right? That one was stayed. I would say the first one is the fourth, maybe? The last one should go to the first, the second one should go to fourth, and the first one should go to... Uh, yeah, okay, so let's let's um, move the first one to the second place, and let's move the second place to the last place, and let's move the last place to the first place. They all light up. Okay. <laughs> and so then it reads aloud, and the book stopped disappearing behind you, but the sections are read. They were long forgotten. In truth, they were hardly sure themselves what their purpose was or why they were brought here. One lingering thought was left in their minds. Build. Without knowing why, they laced their arcane tapestry over the foundation, and after many years had passed, along with the lives of several of their own, they finally completed their task. Knowing not what their purpose was, but that it had been fulfilled, the last of them left the mortal coil, and their last hopes fueled its birth, though its reason for existence died with its creators. And then there's a voice that kind of comes from all um, all aisles, all halls of the library. And it says, this is the birth of Rolanus. The next passage reads, The world wasn't meant to know of it, brought forth by the dreams of a young boy who only wanted to see his father again. It brought with it unforeseeable consequences. What began as a reunion ended with the destruction of kingdoms for nothing more than the sake of conquest. Those in power were sought to decide its fate. In the end, destruction was called for, though the Everlongs of the Glades were said to have wept for a hundred years after, and the, the library kind of comes to life again, and the, the same kind of voice fills your hearts and your minds, and says, The end of Rolanus was summoned. It was brought forth by a boy who reached out to the endless dream, to the king of dreams, and asked for nothing more than his wishes to come true. What was unknown at the time was that the boy's heart was not filled with dreams, but with nightmares. The boy gave birth to the very essence, the very idea of living nightmares, and pulled that essence with him. The world of Rolanus knew the true essence of the Nightmare Beast. And it began its conquest of Rolanus. And the next paragraph says, Weapons were brought to bear. The world's mightiest spellweavers brought down arcane might not since seen in this world. Nothing had so much as left a scratch. Those who had come to witness its destruction watched as it stood defiant against all of creation's most powerful relics and powers. The only one who had not been called to aid in its annihilation was the Guardian, and then once again the library comes to life and fills your hearts and minds again and says, The beast of nightmares that had been given birth only seemed to grow in power as it encountered 
death and destruction. The world of Rolanus wrestled with the fact that the end of Rolanus seemed to be the natural progression of the story that had started with mysterious beings creating a world for an unknown purpose. The Guardian was not brought forth because truthfully, no one believed that even the Guardian could stop it. The Guardian's purpose, this particular Guardian, was much more than simply protecting Romanus, but protecting the world of the Seal, protecting the world of Menroth. And in the next paragraph says, none of the four powers were called. With a simple touch of her hand, she realized what the rest did not, that it was built out of true purpose. There was no other option but to seal it away. She stood, alerting the others that a tower must be constructed, a living tower, much like the living dungeons of the world of the seal. One that would respond to those who entered and could keep out all but the most worthy. The architect himself was summoned, and through his brilliance and experience, the tower was created, forever protecting existence from the dangers that laid within. And at this point, the library reaches out to you one more time and explains, The most powerful forest of Rolanus itself was summoned. It uprooted itself, and it traveled the world to come and face this nightmare beast head-on. And when it did, it reached out and simply touched the beast upon its very soul. When it did so, it understood it intricately and was able to then advise the rest of the world as to what needed to be done. Destruction would not stop this creature. It could not be ended. It was created for something much more powerful than the child had ever dreamed of. This was created for one true purpose. In touching the creature, in touching the beast, the forest died and Narmul had become instead a terrible, dying essence and spread itself amongst the land. A tower was formed that was able to cage it and the people of Erlanis reached out to the divine forces that existed outside of its very own world. An alliance was formed and the architect, you, and when he says that, when, when the voice says that, you can feel that it, it is talking to Tompkins. You were brought here to construct this tower. You did not know if you would return. And you did not know if you would ever see your wife again. But your sacrifice, the sacrifice of your future, and the sacrifice of everyone else who helped drive the beast into its cage has never been forgotten. This library stands as a testament to the sacrifices that were made that day. You should know that the tower must be preserved. The tower is the only thing that keeps this terrible existence at bay. Because of that, you will now be given a choice. And it kind of gets quiet for a second. 
and then you're asked one more time, but this time you're asked, everyone is asked it, not just Brummelstone. You are given a choice. The answer to any one question or a path forward further into the tower. And each one of you can make that choice on your own. All you have to do is just text me what you want to do. Wait, so the answer to any one question? Any question. Or progress deeper into the library? In, into the Into the tower. Take a bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take a just a second to, to use the restroom. Why I think and then text you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Vasa just says, you know, we were given the op- we were give we were given the option to learn or progress. We chose to learn. We've learned. It's time to progress. I agree, and also because. I agree, not just because I don't have anything to ask. I mean, I, I'm i only mad that Tompkins was li- right. Is that we had to learn to progress <laughs> through the time. <laughs> there's kind of a, there's a moment. And then um, the library begins to speak again. The, this time it, it feels more like the tower is speaking. And it says... Um, Most of you have sacrificed greatly in the name of progress. You are to be commended. Oh. It was Vasa. She asked the question. <laughs> Make no mistake, you will all progress. But it has been noted, each of you, what your motivation is. You know it's Tompkins asked, like... Was it you, Tompkins? I grab him by the... What is the recipe for my grandmother's old <laughs> milkshake? <laughs> I just had forgotten it. Oh, it was it was rutabaga. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tower. Thank you, Tower. Thank you, Library of All Knowledge. No. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. We all know it's Hurdleby. What? Was it, uh, yeah. Was oh, it yeah. It's probably something like... Is, is Otto doing okay? <laughs> is Bradley still a little bitch? <laughs> wow. Oh, I would have asked him, where's my cat? Enzo's pointing a lot of fingers, so it's obviously reported. Well, it's obviously Brummelstone. Yeah, Brummelstone. Brummelstone clearly asked something like, how do I bla- break Claiborne's curse? Oh, No, that would have been smart. Right. I mean... Rumblestone might already know how to do that. He definitely doesn't. Yeah, I mean, oh. like, <laughs> he kind of knows what has to happen, but <laughs> it's it's called a ca- it's called a camper. She just needs a camper. That way, everywhere is home and nowhere is home. Bam. All right. So, um, <clears throat> what you gonna call it? So, as you um get ready to move forward the voice is essentially like like a a choice is made and then it kind of finally pulls away and then the first thing you see is you see Brummelstone kind of nervously reach into a pocket of his robe 
and he pulls out a fractured orb, but still intact. And it's the orb you've seen him cast with numerous times before he okay. became a summoner. Okay. I'm creeped out. What's going on? No, yeah, Brumblestone would reach in after having heard the voice, I guess, in his head and making this choice. And he would hold it like an old friend and he would kind of touch his to it, you know, touch his hand to it. And you, you just kind of get the weight back to it. Does he still have the stone? I guess the summoner stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is progress. Like, as, as you see Brumbleton look to it and kind of focus on a second, you can see kind of like a swirl of images that rush through the orb quickly. And then that's it. Um, Enzo, I need you to check your messages. I am sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm really, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at the book right now. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> and then um, you see a um, very satisfied smile race over the face of Ertleby. And then you see Vasa kind of stand up and look. Maybe like there's just like a bit more confidence in her step, or that maybe she's ready for whatever comes next. Roberto reaches to his side and pulls out three rapiers. Okay. Well, he pull. Okay, well, <laughs> Roberto does indeed pull out a new weapon. He just hasn't decided what it is yet. <laughs> So that's why it's, it's <laughs> I'm <three> waiting. Rips. <laughs> it's a cat tail, a cat of nines. <laughs> There's another whip, but he just dual whips. <laughs> it's a whip on top of a whip. I've tied two whips together. <laughs> yes, a longer whip, and it's two whips. The library, the atmosphere, the library, the atmosphere of the library is almost a little sheepish. It's like it's what he wanted. I'm sorry, no. guys. I'm Enzo, just gonna give you progress, guys. Yeah, so, and no, Enzo reaches from behind his back and Roberto. he pulls out a heavy crossbow. Good. Yeah, at least it's not a whip with a whip attachment at the front. <laughs> it fires whips. Fires whips. It's a cross whip. I really like this mental image of a like a crossbow with a little like stringling hanging <laughs> off. All right, so you guys are ready to go. All right, is there a door anywhere? As you look for a door, you do indeed find a door between two bookshelves. What does the door look like? The door is about eight feet wide and twenty feet tall, and it has four symbols. And they're pretty easily recognizable as I start to describe them. One of them seems to be a swirl of fire. One of them seems to be a wave of water. One of them seems to be like kind of a sort of a tornado of wind. And then the last one seems to be a large mountain. And then in the middle, uh, there's some kind of weird twisted winged creature. Like a, a silhouette. Oh. Guys, don't worry, I've played magic. We just need one of each type, and then we can summon this guy. Uh, yeah, Vasa's pointing to the emblems on the door, and she's like, whatever's on the other side of this door, it's probably not more books. Yeah, that looks like the weirdest library door I've ever seen. <laughs> Is there any other...
Hang on, everybody. I have an idea. I use my power. Erdelbees says that, but nothing seems to happen. He's like, I use my power. And then just, nothing happens. But then, yeah, um, Rebordo, what do you do? I open the door. Yeah, so you watch as Rebordo just kind of walks past all of you. And as he does, several of those images kind of recede back into the door until it's just uh, the wind. And the wind symbol, the tornado seems to kind of swirl and etch into the stone and then kind of sweep up. And the creature can still be seen in the middle of that silhouette. But the dominant symbol, the only symbol besides that silhouette, is the air. And with that, Roberto pushes the door open. And there is a long hallway. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 29, World Walkers Fan Fiction. Thanks to everyone for listening so far, and a huge thanks to all of you who have become members of the World Walkers Patreon community. If you haven't heard, we're finally on Spotify. Do a search for World Walkers and you'll find us, or continue listening to us on the podcast app of your choice. While you're on Spotify, you can also find our newest podcast, World Walkers Cog. It's a spin-off series with a whole new cast that takes place on Tin and Ertleby's homeworld of the steam-powered world of Cog. Check it out. I promise you it's hilarious and you're not going to want to miss the story. We're going to be up on iTunes pretty soon. We're just waiting for uh, whatever it is iTunes does when they review a podcast. So as soon as we're up on there, I'll give you guys a heads up on that too. Also, It's come to my attention that some of you are part of the hero tier on Patreon, but you're not listening to World Walkers on your favorite podcast app. You're using either the Patreon, uh, the Patreon mobile app, or you're going to the website to use it, which is totally cool if that's how you want to listen to the podcast. But if you'd rather listen to it on a regular podcast app or your favorite podcast app, um, there's a way to do it. So let's try to fix that right now. Go to patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Around the top right area of the page, there's a section called audio RSS link. Hit the copy button. Then go into your podcast app and find on, on podcast, on the podcast app on iTunes, there's a button that's called library. I'm not sure what it is on the Google version, but click on your library or the section where all of your podcasts are kept. Go there and add that RSS feed, like copy paste that uh, wherever you can add a URL to your library. Um, it's just that simple. You can go ahead and add that, and then it'll just automatically add to your podcast library. If you don't know how to do it, send me a message on Patreon. If you're on our Discord, send me a message there. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at WorldWalkersPod. However, you can get a hold of me. Email me, Pedro at worldwalkerspodcast.com. However, you need to get a hold of me. Uh, I will email or text you back. Or if you want, I'll get on video with you and we'll I'll walk you through it. 
because like if you're part of the hero tier if you're if you're supporting me like you should be able to listen to the podcast the way you want we'll figure this out together you're getting episodes early you should be able to listen to this podcast the way you want to so hit me up we'll figure it out the music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod, and you can find his work at Incomatech.com. I also want to thank Raphael Crux and Alexander Nakarada for sharing their music. Uh, I find their music at FreePD.com, and they offer their stuff up with no attribution. They give it away as free as is legally possible. The sound effects and additional music that I use come from Sirenscape, and you can find them at Sirenscape.com. Roberto has been vastly under under damaging. <laughs> Roberto has been a more of a mascot than a than a <laughs> weapon that he can be. Side note: There is somebody in the Discord who's like petitioning to make Enzo change his class. Are you talking was- about Eric? Eric, yeah. Like, oh my God, he wants you to be no, a paladin so bad. It's yeah, like, like just... we had a. He actually had a conversation about that. Like yeah. he, me and him, and I. He had like, some good ideas, and I. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, don't let anyone yeah. tell you how to play your character. Oh, but I, I, I like this idea because it, it oh. involves me getting up dog. Well, then <laughs> use those ideas. <laughs> Guys, remember that riddle we could not solve? We died 200 times trying to solve. The bullshit riddle? <laughs> did, you, did you hear the good news that I had solved it, but we didn't got a different room? Wait, what? <laughs> really? It was like, yeah, the next time we went in, it was like, it asked us for a different, that's when we went in for like the falling pit challenge. Yeah, yeah. The trust fall, the literal trust fall. Wait, what were you going to say? That. What's the answer? You'll never know. I I believe it was language. Words or language or something like that. I only wish I had described the first time Brumblestone had gone to a library. I was was using the restroom. I was like, no. (laughs) It's like, that was the moment he should have been like, he remembers like the same scent of books and stuff. When his like parents first took him to the library to write his name and the like, you know, in the keeping of the books of the, the dwarven clans of yeah. Hammerstorm. I was like, dang it. Then I washed my hands and thought, oh well. Missed the jam. <laughs> Romulstone would write a note of like thank you to the library before he left <laughs> and would leave it on the desk. That's cool. I meant to like <laughs> include it in there and I was like, but now he's describing opening the door and be like, it's just me. It seemed rude. <laughs>